Welcome to All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. I'm your host, April Simmons. This podcast contains true cases of graphic violent crimes and other stories of a dark nature. Please be advised that due to the subject matter and violent, sometimes sexual content and obscene language, this podcast is not for children or the faint of heart. Leave the Lights On is a true crime podcast with a paranormal twist. Join creator Eliza and her co-host as they explore terrifying true stories and chilling crimes. Growing up, Eliza had an odd obsession with the darkest desires of humanity and an insatiable curiosity about the afterlife. Now, each week, Eliza brings you tales that will make you want to lock your doors, hide in your room, and of course, leave the lights on. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And we're back. Welcome back to the second part of the episode on witchcraft with my niece, Nancy. Say hello, Nancy. Hello, Nancy. That's a terrible joke. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to is Bless This Mess. And it's like a Southern married couple. Oh, my God. And it's Kara and Stu, I think is their names. And she's like, say hello, Stu. And he's like, hello, Stu. Every time. It's great. Goodness. Love it. They're really funny because they argue and stuff. And it's just a lot of bickering. And she'll be like, stay work. <laughs> like he'll say something inappropriate and she'll scream at him. It's great. Anyway, back to the subject again because I started rambling. <laughs> so the witch's stereotype. A fearsome being a fairy tale and myth the witch has carved out a home in nearly every culture across the world in time. Indeed, the witch represents the dark side of the female presence. She has power that cannot be controlled. History tells, us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> History tells us that the witch's origins are far less sinister. In fact, those whom we consider to be witches have often been healers. Carol Fontaine, an internationally recognized American biblical scholar, argues in an interview that the idea of the witch has been around as long as humanity has tried to deal with disease and avert disaster. Well, dang, we need more witches now. Where? <laughs> where are all the witches? Help us. Jesus. In the, earliest, okay. <laughs> in the earliest centuries of human civilization, witches were the women who served the goddesses and therefore were revered throughout their communities. In the Middle East, ancient civilizations not only worshipped powerful female deities, but it was often women who practiced the holiest of rituals. Trained in the sacred arts, these priestesses became known as wise women and may have been some of the earliest manifestations of what we now recognize as the witch. These wise women made house calls, delivered babies, dealt with infertility, and cured impotence. According Very to important. Martin, yeah. <laughs> that last one. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's interesting about them is that they are so clearly understood to be positive figures in their society no king could be without their counsel no army could recover from a defeat without their ritual activity no baby could be born without their presence 
So how did the benevolent image of a wise woman transform into a malevolent figure of the witch we know today? Some scholars maintain that the answer may be linked to events long before the birth of Christ, when Indo-Europeans expanded westward, bringing them with a warrior culture that valued aggression and male gods of war, which dominated the once revered female deities. Others deities. Deities. <laughs> Others believe that when the Hebrews settled in Can Canaan? Canaan. Canaan, 1300 years before the Common Era, their male-centric and monotheistic I, uh, mm -hmm. That means one God. Oh, view of creation came along for the ride. Obeying laws of the Bible, Hebrews believed that witchcraft to be dangerous and prohibited it as a pagan practice. Christianity. So, oh. well, you, I'll read that next part. Um, basically, so in other words, the just male-dominated warrior culture took over and all the wars in history and stuff kind of took over that positive female image basically yeah. is what they're trying I to mean, say to go back you can't have one without the other i mean it, it was a it seemed like it was a good balance and then it was lopped over to one side and then it just but I find this funny because, you know, according to men, like, men have always stated, like, I don't want a woman to run the country because she'll just be on her period and press the red button and blow everybody up, you know. God. Stuff like that. And they're the ones that have always historically been the ones to start wars and everything. I mean, even... My but yet they're like, we don't want you to rule. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean you're going to do something stupid. I've even have guy friends that if they say something like, God, are you on your period just because I'm upset about something or being passionate about something? I I used to just like rub it off my shoulder, like, you know, just whatever. They're just joking. But now I'm just like, shut up. I'm just like, I don't want to hear it. I'm like, I was like, wow, that's such a funny joke. Because it's just, that's just almost, it's just like making your points less valid or something because just because I'm being passionate about something or I'm upset about something doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me. Like I'm not, I'm not meant to just sit there and sit pretty and just, you know, go along with whatever. Like I'm going to have opinions and I'm going to be like angry and passionate. Like you can be all of those things and then still be pretty. Like it's just, ugh. well, you better get used to that because that that stuff still will go on for the rest of your life. Some yeah. guys gonna accuse you of being on your period because you're speaking your mind. I know. Or they're just gonna, or you're just automatically gonna be a bitch because you spoke up and stood your ground about something. I feel because like that's I already what did you're gonna that. be. Yeah, because I used to be when I was in like sixth grade, which wow, so long ago. Um, I I was a lot like very, you know a pleaser I guess you could say like I didn't want to cause problems ever and as I've grown up I started to realize one I'm not going to like everybody and not everybody is going to like me and I have to be okay with that because I used to think that I could be the f a friend of everybody and growing up I'm realizing wow not only are they not like me and I can't figure out how to change myself but also I don't want to change and they're assholes <laughs> like <laughs> I mean yeah. it's just it's just as part of growing up in men dealing with 
just the two for you for you you were both blessed and cursed with having me and your mom in your life <laughs> and we've always been like be yourself do what you want to do you know yeah be unique you know yeah and i had that weird time period where i wanted to be like everybody else and then i was like yeah fuck that <laughs> bravo and anyway the next section i'm just kind of skip through because it's yet again about the malice malefictorum but it's as it applies to like the the stereotype yeah. image of of whatever is but the reason why that they were believed to but basically you know according to the malice maleficarum it's women that did things like promiscuous sex naked dancing and gluttonous feet uh, and according to them they were gluttonous feasting on flesh of human infants so <laughs> yeah that's oh my god like that's ridiculous if somebody's doing that, they're a psychopath, not a witch. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, don't, don't blame it on an entire, like, practice. Jesus. But they believed they had festivals where all of that stuff's going on. And that the devil himself would come and they had an orgy. I'm like, okay, well, I want I want proof of that happening. Yeah, show me. I've never known that. Show, show, show the devil having an orgy with these women pictures or it didn't happen exactly <laughs> drawing the pictures didn't exist yeah, yeah some, the, some kind of proof drawing with the time date and like a little stamp to like get everyone's signature make sure they had written consent mm. but according to the malice maleficarum this is stuff that was all going on so what it really boils down to the underlying theme there is just that women that were outside society exactly nor societal norms were lumped into this category and assumed to be in cahoots with the devil <laughs> oh my god and this last sentence really kind of goes to our whole point here today in order to save the church and its followers from the devil then these women had to be tamed that sentence right there just kind of the had whole thing episode they had how to be is, tamed how is how how do you tame something that gosh tame an entire gender well here's how you tame a woman you keep her pregnant and in the kitchen <laughs> i mean it's only a that's what they think. the personality of a woman dishwasher um cleaner <laughs> cooker you know there's only a couple Oh. Eater of infants. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, take care of infants. What, whatever. Yeah. Same. A mispronunciation. Mm -hmm, sure. And the monks wrote, "What else is a woman but a foe to friendship? They are evil, lecherous, vain, and lustful. All witchcraft comes from carnal lust, which is women insatiable." Oh my God. I know. Do you not want to just like stab the person that wrote that? <laughs> like, just you're a freaking idiot. So basically, any woman that's vain or lustful is a witch. Is a witch, and therefore evil. Exactly. Or anyone um, that is a witch is automatically lustful and vain. <laughs> just okay. They go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And. The manual's vivid descriptions would serve as a platform, a platform, <laughs> a platform for zealous witch hunters to act on their prejudice for over 200 years. 
at the time, Malleus Maleficarum was second to the Bible in terms of popularity. I think we said that earlier. Yeah. The religion was his name after an Anglo-Saxon term for craft of the wise. Circles back to ancient practices that use herbs and other natural elements to promote healing, harmony, love, and wisdom, all following the tenet of harm none. It remains to be seen who the world's powerful will choose as their next witch, but as history has shown, the fearful is often the female. Mm. So that was kind of my wrap up on that part of this episode. <laughs> like, I basically, I kind of put that last part in there, even though it kind of says some of the same things. It's kind of redundant to yeah. stuff that we already said. I kind of felt like I needed to follow up that part about women being evil and lustful and all of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, the harm none kind of disproves that like i don't uh. i mean even if there were i mean obviously there would be witches and things that weren't following the rules because there's people in christianity that don't follow the rules i mean oh yeah most of them. <laughs> yeah really if, if they were to follow the rules there'd be way there'd be a lot of craziness going on but um like obviously there were some that did harm people but like to, like, mass, like, to completely generalize this entire practice and these, this type of religion, like, gosh. And then murdering every single one. You're a witch. We have to prosecute you. Like, oh, my God. There's no thinking going into that. It's just impulse and anger. Yeah. God, calm down. Sit down. Smoke a blunt, guy. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You want to read this next part? I put I included this because Easter is this weekend, and I thought this would make a good addition to this to discuss where. Wait, is today Saturday? Oh no, it's not. No, it's Friday. It's hard and to keep track. More than sorry, it. there's a fishing tournament on Animal Crossing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I'm done here. I know. I was about to say, I gotta go. Where does Easter come from? <laughs> Easter most likely takes its name from the names of goddesses associated with spring. Vernal equinox and renewal. Eop, how do I say the word? Um, yes, I would just say Eoster. Eoster. Eoster was the Saxon mother goddess, the source of all things and the bringer of new life. Around the same time, two Teutonic tribes worshipped the dawn goddess Ostara. Ostara. Ostara who also represented fertility and rebirth. Other pagan cults and deities deities played a part in the formation of Easter too. Around 200 BCE, the mystery cult of the goddess Cybele was popular in Rome and its surrounding areas. Cybele, another goddess of renewal and spring, had a lover named Attis, Attis? Okay. who was born of a virgin and died and was reborn every spring. The legend of Attis's birth is also associated with other deities, including Dionysius, Dionysius, Tammuz, and Osiris. And scholars believe with the life and death of Jesus. As Christianity rose to prominence alongside those pagan beliefs, elements of the celebrations of Eoster, Ostera, Attis, and other deities became inextricably intertwined with the Christian narrative of Jesus's death and resurrection. Easter doesn't fall on the same day every year. Thus, even this aspect of the holiday is connected with pagan celebrations of the cycles of nature. The vernal equinox marks the time when night and day are of equal length. 
It's also a celebration by pagan cultures to welcome the arrival of the long days of spring and summer. For, for Christians in Western traditions, Easter is celebrated on the first Sunday after the first full moon following the vernal equinox. This is a formula set in 325 CE by the Council of Nicaea, which established many points of doctrine for the early Christian church. Eastern Orthodox Christians celebrate Easter on a different timetable, though, as much as three weeks later than standard Easter. I actually think I read, or I watched this short little film, uh, you know, Zeitgeist, or something like that? Zeitgeist? Yeah, that Zeitgeist. That first section, or that second section, where there's that guy, like, explaining how a lot of the Bible stories were kind of a calendar in a sort of way. That's a whole other thing, but this kind of just reminded me of that, kind of saying how it, a lot of it was just, like, kind of a... But I just, I've brought this up several times because there are, you know, churches here in the South and probably other places too that have Easter egg hunts and stuff like that. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But if you bring up the fact that it's a pagan ritual, like, <laughs> they get really offended. And some will even argue with you that that's not true, that that history is not true. And I'm like, but it's, no, that's history. Yeah, no, that's, that's like, I think it's people, not an argued yeah. point of history either. It's, it's actual history. Yeah. Believe what you want, but if something is literally giving you hard proof evidence that something did not happen or something did happen, why would you ignore it instead of like maybe researching for yourself to prove that? Like to just sit there and like completely deny something without knowing, like, why would you not want to know the truth? Why would you just want to sit there and be happy with lying to yourself? But on the flip side of that, do the, does school still teach that Columbus discovered America? Uh, I think kind of, but they also say, like, my history teacher's a bit more, like, realistic. So he was, like, he I think he put it in quotes or something like that. Like, I think it was kind of like, no, they were here first, but he discovered america like they kind of just yeah but they don't ever take it out of the history books and it's like this is ridiculous guys we know columbus didn't discover america they yeah. were already native here yeah he, and he discovered people like he found some people hanging out like you don't you don't travel to a new town and see these people and you're like man i just discovered this new place. i own this town now motherfucker I, <laughs> Yeah, imagine someone, <laughs> imagine someone walking into your house, your house, and being like, "Man, this is a nice place," and you being like, "Yeah, it is, isn't it?" They're like, "All right, so you can leave now. It's mine." And you're just like, "Huh? Uh, what? Like, that's kind of just, it's a little fucked up." Yeah, it is. They really need to take Columbus out of the, out of the books. Yeah, or at least just barely drop mention of him. In the drop in a bucket of the history i mean good for him he he found people and he like found a like path to get there i guess but like don't and credit had him possibly for, had them murdered and you know you know yeah i mean he was an credit, asshole credit him for that but like credit him for the murdering of them but like why would you credit him for like finding this place when there was very obviously in written down people there Ugh. Okay. 
what are the pagan Easter symbols? Today's Easter is a mix of symbols from Christianity and traditions far older. Alongside the overtly religious celebration of Jesus' death and resurrection, people of all ages believe and beliefs enjoy colored eggs, egg hunts, candy rabbits, and chickens. Also, the Easter baskets filled with gifts, candy, and springtime colors are an important part of today's celebration. All of these Easter favorites clearly echo pagan beliefs. Many of these beliefs were very much in tune with nature, animal births, seasons, and cycles of the moon and sun. The rabbit, the symbol of fertility and agility, was sacred to Osara. Eggs, chicks, green grass, and sweets speak to the ancient celebration of new life and rebirth during warm spring days. Many ancient pagan cultures exchanged eggs as a celebration of the changing season into spring and the blessing of fertility. Although Easter has become known as a Christian holiday around the world celebrating the sacred death and rebirth of Jesus, the true pagan Easter and its symbol is a clear testament to the historical melting pot of cultures and traditions that make Easter what it is today. In conclusion, let's just call it Bunny Day like Animal Crossing does. <laughs> I hate that bunny. <laughs> Dude, okay, I, you know what? I can tell you this after the podcast. We are not talking about Animal Crossing. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, I'm just tired of fishing and coming up with an egg. Okay. Oh like, seriously. But, yeah, I think overall, there's a lot of discrediting and taking it for my own type of stuff within, within all of this. Like, there's not a lot of communication, like, killing these witches because they may or may not have possibly been a witch. Probably not, but maybe, just maybe. Someone accused them, so you better be safe than sorry. Like, man. Yeah. Not proud of So, did you learn anything today, and how do you feel about witchcraft now? Well, I mean, beforehand, hand, I knew that I knew some of about it, but I think uh, now I at least understand that there was a lot more tragedy and, than I thought there was because, man, they've been through some shit. Yeah. I think that's all women. Even though, yes, there's, there are male witches, but it's just not as common. It's probably more common now than ever, but it's it's still not as common. I feel like it's just persecuting witches is just a part of every woman's history. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I feel I feel like every woman has a little witch power in them. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about it. Whether they use it or not is up to them. And it's fine if you don't. But I feel like it's it's something that we all have in there. Yeah. I mean, everybody has the ability to make something happen. It's just, are you okay. going to? And it's up to you whether you make that a bad or a good thing. Yeah. That's another just... thing I should point out. Because I know that there probably will be some people, somebody that offended that we did an episode about witchcraft. But Listen, I feel like it's an important thing to point out that they're... We're just the majority are, yeah. Well, a we're just telling you about it, but b we also want that association with the devil to be. I know most witches want that association with the devil to be done, like it's not yeah. reality. 
And if you're going around saying witches worship the devil, that is such a part huge of generalization. Yeah, that's terrible. But I guess also things like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the new one on Netflix, doesn't help with that image either. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't even watched that actually. What? Yeah, I never start. I didn't start it with my mom, and I never just started it for myself. I don't know. I've been watching Gilmore Girls though, so don't so don't attack me. I finally got to one of them. Yeah. No, I, I mean whatever you watch is up to you, but you still have to finish Steven Universe at some point. Oh my god, I'll get there eventually. I just man, Nora bugs me about it all the time. She's like, "Well, I can't tell you; it's a spoiler." Or she'll be like, "Can I spoil this for you?" And I'm like, "No." She like. <sighs> Yeah, but I just want people to understand that mo- the majority of witches do not worship the devil and that we don't appreciate, we're actually offended when you say that, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's one of those things that witches get tired of hearing about it. Yeah, it's like, just educate yourself, god damn, like, it's not that hard to do a simple Google, we have phones for a reason, if you can't. Just but they don't. But regardless of how many times you say it, they think the devil's behind it. Regardless, either, either it's us keeping it a secret for our own protection, or or the devil's just influ- influencing us in some way, and it's it's ridiculous. That's not how it works. Yeah, you know, like that's just not how it works. We're out there doing good. Yeah, you know, and. Man, I feel like people just need to calm down. I think there's so much aggression in this whole entire, like, the history of all of this. It was just constant aggression and, like, why? (laughs) Just why? Yeah. All right. I guess we'll wrap it up. And... Um, my shout outs for this week are Pharaoh Wizards, which is a really cool podcast that is going back through old, they are playing through old Nintendo 64 games and see how they hold up and they review them on that. It's really cool. Um, and then another podcast, Leave the Lights On, and they are doing paranormal and true crime like us. Um, so... Oh, I can't say like us because I don't really think there's anybody like us because we're mostly just talking about stuff and then going, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like other people are all just facts and figures or discussion or whatever. And we do those things, but we also, I, I guess we just like presenting stuff and then just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's kind of our general thing. But anyway, also, uh, our contact info is in the show notes. And um, I guess that's it for today. Thanks for coming on, Nancy. Hopefully we can get you back. I'm trying to talk your mom into us doing a episode about cults. Maybe you guys can both do that one or something. Oh, that'd be good. Or I can get you back to talk about Elisa Lamb. Is that that? Elisa Lamb. The elevator chick. Oh, my God. I was planning on doing an episode eventually of that. I just hadn't done the research. I, watched, I remember like watching some video about that when I was like really young. Like I used to, for some reason, make myself scared to go to sleep. Oh yeah. I mean, I still I have I have a recent obsession with like clowns and all that of the assort. And I bought this like doll, and 
I don't know. It's like the slightest bit of creepy because it is kind of porcelain and I'm just sometimes I lay down and I'm like, I'm going to watch a video so that I can fall asleep with noise because I'm just a little freaked out seeing this across the room. Like I still just scare myself for no reason sometimes. Yeah, that's life. But anyway, thanks for coming on. Hopefully we can get you back at some point. You can see now that this is not that scary or whatever <laughs> yeah witchcraft is not what it's uh I... oh wait what I was well, to... i'm at the show but yeah <laughs> oh well the sketch show. doing the show now that you've done it you can see that it's rather simple yeah i definitely was more talkative on this than whenever mom and i tried to do one yeah you guys really need to get back and try to do that again sometime Maybe. Perhaps. Come up with stuff that you want to talk about and make her talk about it. Just That's what you have to do. <laughs> I don't even know what I would want to talk about. Yeah. So, how how's Animal Crossing, Mom? <laughs> yeah, pretty much everybody we know is playing Animal Crossing right now. During I, quarantine. I've made actually, like, tons... I've made quite a few friends because of Animal Crossing. Like, my friend... I thought I was going to have, like one person that I played Animal Crossing with and then he introduced me to like probably like 10 other people so far and I've made quite a few new friends so it's very fun it's very like brings you together yeah so yeah um shout out to Animal Crossing you a real one <laughs> I was thinking I thought about starting like a local Facebook group for it or something so that because I've been holding like scavenger hunts and stuff for people. Follow Animal Crossing yep anyway I guess we need to shut up because these people are like, I came here for talk about witches. I didn't want to hear about Animal Crossing. Anyway. <laughs> come here for one, you get the other. Happy Easter. Almost. Talk to you guys. Oh my god, is this going to come out on Easter? Maybe. Great. 10 out of 10. Either that. I might put it out tomorrow if I get it um, edited in time. Either way. Later. <laughs> Bye-bye.